the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Al Fadi, and I hope you're having a fabulous Saturday morning. And uh, it's hard to believe that we are into February already in 2020. Praise the Lord for that. Thank you so much, as always, for your partnership, for your prayers, and for your support. As always, uh, from the get-go, I would like to encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's Sira International. C as in Charlie I. C-I-R as in Romeo, A as in Apple, International. And our website is sirainternational.com, where you can go there and have access to the YouTube channel under a button that we called Release Videos. And also there is another area where if you want to have access to the unreleased videos, that's another way you can support us by becoming a member and pay either an annual membership fee or a monthly fee. That's one way for us to try to raise support to do these videos, along with YouTube if you want to prefer to become a Patreon patron on YouTube, you can go to uh, click on patreon.com in there on the channel and use Sierra International as your uh, channel that you want to support. And finally, you can also give through PayPal. All of these are means and methods that we are trying to be creative to raise funding. And the beauty about these means and methods is like they're very minimum. Uh, in Patreon, you can give as little as $1, as much as the Lord put in your heart at PayPal. You can do a one-time gift for as much as you uh, feel like it. And uh, when it comes to the membership, we have a set fee, but we will be more than happy to give you a discount code if you're interested, of course. And uh, that's uh, our way of thanking you for partnering with us. All that to say, uh, today I'm going to give you kind of like a teaser, a summary, if you wish, of future shows or series that we will be launching, Lord willing, this year uh, at two levels, podcast level and also through the YouTube channel. Now, uh, here is uh, uh, basically what I wanted to talk about today. Islam, by the way, as you know, I'm a former Muslim and a follower of Jesus. Islam and the followers of Islam, Muslims basically, they always argue things against Christ and Christianity and the Christians. And they always make these kind of accusations that Christianity today is a corrupt, form of the teaching of Christ, the Bible has been tampered with and is a corrupt book, is no longer the uh, inerrant word of God. Uh, they make claims that uh, historically Jesus was being crucified. They make other claims like stating that we worship idols. We have associated others with God. They use the cross as an idol, basically object for worship. They probably have seen people looking at the cross and praying. They thought that's what they're doing. While, you know, it may send the wrong message, I agree. 
I mean, that's not what we're commanded to do anyway. Uh, but anyway, they judge by the few images. And then also the idea that we are associating others with God, it's no other than Jesus. They say you elevated a human being who's a prophet to be equal to God. Well, today I'm going to show you a, a taste, a sample of how you can refute things like this using Islam's own teaching, actually. So let's start with the idea that we worship multiple gods. Muslims claim that the Trinity is the worship of three gods. Okay? Now, why I acknowledge the Trinity as a doctrine is not an easy doctrine to sit down and talk about it in three minutes. But it's a biblical doctrine. What is the Trinity? The Trinity is the worship of one God, or at least it is the doctrine that teaches about the one God who revealed himself to us in the scripture as three distinct persons. One in essence and nature, three in persons. Okay? This is at least a simple way of explaining it as possible. It is biblical. The Bible teaches that we worship one God. Example, for instance, the Shema, Hero Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. That's found in Deuteronomy 6.4. Our Lord himself told Satan during the attempt to tempt him in the wilderness in Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4. Worship the Lord and him only. Okay, only he applies to one God. Okay, uh, Jesus himself made the declaration in John 17.3. And this is eternal life, that they may know you as the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you sent. Now. I understand that people sometimes might say, well, man, gee, look, I mean, Jesus is putting himself next to God. Well, it's more complicated than this. We do not really believe in the Trinity because of one verse. It's a collection of passages. It's an entire doctrine, Old Testament to New Testament. Here's a taste. We worship one God who is basically a multi-person, okay? How do we know this? We know this from the scripture. For instance, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. There is plurality in the oneness here. Wow, you're going to say, well, I don't know where you got this idea from the, about the Trinity. Well, thank you. No problem. You know, you keep studying things like this. For instance, in Isaiah chapter 6, the Lord basically told Isaiah, Whom shall I send? Singular. Whom shall go for us? Plural. Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Notice, singular, plural. In the same, basically, uh, uh, verse in two clauses. The one God is also represented by the three distinct persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus himself says. And, uh, you know, basically, uh, in the Great Commission, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, all authority is given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing him. Notice, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And here, the Kai, basically, the and, translated as and, Kai in the Greek, it shows equality in quality here, quality in nature. Anyway, all that to say is that we have enough proof in the scripture itself to show you that the one triune God is real. Now, Muslims will tell you, well, no, that's not uh, true. And the Quran was sent by the same God who sent Moses, who sent Jesus, who sent Abraham. And therefore, you guys corrupted his image. 
And therefore we have the doctrine in the Quran that is called the doctrine of oneness of God, absolute oneness, known as Tawheed. Well, let me start by saying this. Muslims claim that the proof that the Trinity is the invention of man is that the word Trinity is not found in the Bible. What a laughable argument anyway, okay? Well, let me tell you this. Do you know that the word Tawheed that they just told you is about the oneness of God doesn't exist in the Quran? Why, should, why don't I use now the same argument against them? I mean, just right, like, right there, I would say, well, your Quran is corrupt also, because it seemed like this is an invention of man, which is indeed, it is an invention of man. But here's the funny part. They will use a chapter in the Quran as their strongest proof text. That's chapter 112, verse 1. Um, it says, Say that God is one. The only problem is the translation is wrong. Because the word ahad in Arabic is almost equivalent to ahad that is found in the Hebrew. Remember what I just shared with you right now, Deuteronomy 6.4? Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. What do you think the word one here? That came from the word ahad. The oneness here has sense of plurality. How do we know? The beauty of the scripture. You go to Genesis chapter 2 verse 24, and here is what it says about the institution of marriage. It says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and cleave into his wife, and the two, two persons, become one flesh. What do you think the word one here? Echad, you guessed it. So, in marriage, two persons become one. In nature, technically speaking, what is the nature? Married couple marriage institution. Gee, if it works for man, why cannot work for God who is more powerful than man? You see what I'm talking about? So the word ahad, ahad in, in Arabic in chapter 112 doesn't mean one. If I want to do a literal translation, it means one of, one of what? One of other gods or one of many other persons. So right there, you have yourself an ammunition to use. I mean, I don't mean an ammunition in the term of uh, violence here. I'm saying when you are having a dialogue with them, and hopefully the person that you're engaged with is a friend already, so that they'll be willing to listen. The idea is we want them to think through the argument. You just told me that the claim that the Bible is corrupt because the word Trinity is not there. Well, gee, I just showed you and asked you, where is the word Tawheed in the Quran? It's not there. Can I use the same argument against the Quran? Is that fair? And now you just told me that we worship three gods when, in fact, the doctrine of the Trinity doesn't teach about three gods. But yet, the doctrine of Tawheed that you just told me doesn't mean oneness also. It means one of. In fact, the word Tawheed in Arabic means unification. My goodness, how can one be unified? Unifying what? So that's one taste of what I mean about the fact that in Islam there are arguments that you can use yourself. Now, let us think about another argument. In Islam, there are five pillars of Islam. The first pillar is the most important one that makes you a Muslim. If you're born a Muslim, you have to believe in it. And if you are not born a Muslim and convert to Islam, you have to confess it. It's called the Islamic Creed, the Shahada, the testimony. I testify. I give, testi uh, I, I give basically... Um, uh, you know, I, I confess, if you wish, or I, um, I acknowledge that there is no God but Allah, and there is 
and Muhammad is his messenger. This is the creed, basically. Now, do you know that this Shahada, this creed, is not found in the Quran? There are two parts, actually. One part that says that, and Allah testifies that he is one. Gee, okay, so that's Allah himself, supposedly, is testifying about that. And another place it says that the hypocrites say that Allah is one. Wow! The hypocrites are saying the creed. Now, still, what about Muhammad and his messenger? You won't find it in the same sentence. You have to go to other passages and find it. So that's basically what's going on here. It is actually a very, very, very interesting argument. Now, so, Islam say something, and yet launch an attack against us, and at the same time, you can use the same attack and turn the table around and use it against Islam. Either way, you will notice that there are so many things that you can capitalize on when a Muslim raises an objection, just that objection alone can open a door for you. Let's think about another one. The second pillar of Islam is prayer. It is very important for a Muslim after they become a Muslim or born a Muslim and they are at the age of puberty when supposedly good deeds begin to get counted and bad deeds begin to get counted, the age of accountability if you wish. Nevertheless, you have to pray at least the five prayers daily. You cannot miss them. If you miss any of them, you'll be judged and punished for doing so. Now, Muslims will claim that basically this prayer is purely to God. Well, the problem is, Muslims have to pray in a direction. Which direction? Mecca. And what's there in Mecca? They pray to a temple, look like basically a building. They pray to a rock. Isn't that a form of idolatry? Because in Islam, you cannot just pray anywhere while you're driving, while you're sitting. You cannot call people and say, let's have a prayer meeting. doesn't work that way. It's a specific mechanical ritual. You do that ritual, and you'll be able basically to earn good deeds. And you have to be sincere when you pray in it. Even if you prayed all of them daily, if you're not sincere, it won't be accepted of you. So how do you know that it's accepted anyway? All that to say is that the attack against Christianity that we are worshiping idols, like the cross or Jesus, here, Islam itself behaves and practices this. And it's mandatory for every Muslim. Here's another thing. They claim that we elevated Jesus to be equal to God. And that's a form of shirk in Arabic, which means idolatry, association of God with others. What about the Islamic creed, the shahada that I just shared with you? Notice what it says. I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is his messenger. Without adding this final clause that, that Muhammad is his messenger, you cannot be a Muslim. Therefore, Muhammad is the agent of your salvation. Without him, you are not saved. I thought God is the Savior. Second of all, doesn't this mean that you're elevating a human being to be equal to God? That's exactly what it means. And that's the definition of idolatry. You see what I mean? It is these kind of things that I like to help people when I'm training them to capitalize on, to try to help a Muslim person they're talking to think through these issues because no one have ever challenged them before. So they 
need to really wrestle with these things. Here is another thing. One of the things also about um, uh, Islam, uh, the third pillar is called zakah. Really, the word zakah is coming from the word zakah, which means to purify, okay? You purify yourself. From what? From sin. How do you do it? You pay. You pay to charity, Islamic charity. Not any charity. It has to be Islamic causes. Islam doesn't believe that you should pay to a Christian cause or a Jewish cause or atheist cause. Even if, let's say, a church was destroyed in a tsunami, you're not supposed to go and donate towards rebuilding that church or rescuing the people in that church. I mean, I thought Islam is a religion of peace and that Muhammad was sent as a mercy to mankind. Where is mercy and where is peace here? If you cannot even support people as human, equal to us. That's what the scripture says. says he made man, uh, he made uh, 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 all mankind from one man, or from one man, he made all the families of the earth. That's another way to translate it. That's Acts 17, verse 26. We're all the sons of Adam, technically speaking. So, here is another way. So, which means that Islam actually objects to the idea that in following Jesus and believing in his work on the cross and that he shed his blood to purify us, that's wrong, but it's okay to pay money to purify yourself. On top of this, let's get to the next pillar. The next pillar is the fasting. That's done during the month of Ramadan, either 29 days or 30 days, because the month in Islamic calendar is a, based on the lunar calendar. You Look for the crescent. If the crescent appears, that's the beginning of Ramadan. If the crescent uh, appears again at the end, that's the beginning of the next month. Sometimes the crescent can appear on the 29th day. And uh, sometimes if it doesn't appear, that means automatically it's 30 days, technically speaking. All that to say is that fasting is mandatory. It's the fourth pillar of Islam for all Muslims to have to fast. You're in the month of Ramadan, you can fast outside of Ramadan, but you fast at least from sunrise until sunset, depending where you live in the world. Some people, sadly, they, they fast for 17, 18, 19 hours sometimes. That's if the sun even appears or the sun goes down, depending where you at, like in Alaska or in the, uh, you know, basically the, the, the uh, northern parts of the, uh, Europe, like in Sweden, uh, in, uh, uh, in Finland, uh, in, in those kind of areas, it's, it's very complicated. But all that set aside, it, what if you couldn't fast? Maybe you had a surgery. Maybe you're an older person and it, fasting is not really uh, possible for you anymore, health-wise. You're, you're unable to uh, sustain it. Uh, this fast during the day for many hours. You can faint. Uh, you need medications. Maybe you're a pregnant woman and giving birth. Maybe you, you're going as a, a female going through your monthly thing. Uh, there are so many reasons. All that to say is you have to really make up for this later. But during the time when you cannot fast, the Quran says that you can have to feed at least one person or one family. Why? Because when you do so, you kind of like earn good deeds on behalf of what they are doing for you. In other words, it's substitutionally atonement. They do the good deeds, you earn that good deeds on account of what they have done. Isn't that what Jesus did? You see what I mean? I'm telling you, folks, there is so many things like this that we can spend hours talking about. 
And this is why I'm saying, this is a teaser for you, that we will be doing a whole bunch of video series, sometimes by myself, sometimes with Sam and others. Sam Shimon, I should say. Why? Because we want to equip you with any uh, possible tools for the purpose of not arguing the Muslims and defeating them and debating them. No. For winning them to Christ by helping them to see the errors of their way, realize that they're being taught lies, realize that what they argue against Christianity is visible in Islam itself, while we do not worship idols. Jesus is God incarnate. We're not worshiping a human being. While we worship one God who revealed himself in three distinct persons, Muslims cannot prove that the God they worship is one. There's so many passages in the Quran that talks in the plural. Who are the ones who are talking? In fact, some passages will show you more than one person is talking in there. Who are these persons that are talking? And so many other things, of course, that can get very complicated for our Muslim friends. And I'm hoping that this teaser will show you that there is so many things that could be done. Now, before my time is up, let me wrap up by saying, once we release these video series will announce it to you, but you can go, meanwhile, to our Facebook page, my own personal one, which is Al Fadi, A-L, F as in Frank, A as in Apple, D as in David, I, dot, Sira, C as in Charlie, I, R as in Romeo, A as in Apple. If you go to Facebook, Sira, uh, at uh, Al Fadi, dot, Sira, you're going to find out many of my posts that deal with issues like this. There are so many things in there. So that's one way to at least get a head start on these arguments. Another thing, of course, is to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Sierra International. He has a Charlie I, C-I-R-A International. When you do this and you uh, click on the bell, you become, uh, you receive notifications whenever we release these videos. We've been releasing videos on a weekly basis, at least one video a week. Now we're starting to release uh, two videos a week because we have so much videos in our backlog. And uh, while you do this also, we really encourage you uh, to consider prayerfully to become a supporter of what we do for the video project side of things at least. You can, on our YouTube channel, uh, become a Patreon patron or a supporter. There is a way for you to click there on patreon.com on our YouTube channel and do so. And you can give monthly as little as $1. And as much as the Lord put in your heart, we have wonderful supporters uh, who give different amounts. And, uh, you know, again, if, if you feel like you cannot give for a long time, give whatever you can for as long as you feel like you can. If you feel like you can give one time only, you can do that and cancel. But another easier way to do that as a one-time gift is to use pay uh, PayPal. We have an access for PayPal in there as well. We're looking for other means as well to help people, but these are the two popular ones that people like, usually. The other way is, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, is to go to our website, sirainternational.com. In there, you can access Let Us Reason, this particular podcast. You can access the archive and all of our previous podcasts and radio shows, not just this one. So that's another way for you to keep track of what we've been doing, what we've been talking about, and... Uh, Every show usually will have a date and will have a title. And in there also, uh, you can uh, have access to release videos for free. Or if you want to have access to video.
sales in our backlog, which is in the hundreds so far, at least over 100, I should say, uh, you can uh, pay a membership fee, and that's a modest membership fee that will allow us to raise funding for making more videos and stay on the air at the same time you have access freely to stuff that hasn't been released. All that to say is thank you for your partnership with us, thank you for your support, and thank you for tuning in and listening to us. This was Let Us Reason, and I am Al Fadi, and I'm so thankful for the partnership that we have together. Hopefully, you find this show today uh, was an exciting one, and hopefully, you would appreciate this teaser that we gave you, and you'll see why there are so many things that we can use in our dialogue with our Muslim friends. Until we meet again next week, have a blessed day. Sous-titrage